homily for the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, December 8, 2018, St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks. God would choose and prepare nobody but the very best to be the mother of his only begotten Son. This involves giving Mary the graces necessary to carry out this unique and supreme human vocation. We'll dig into the technicalities of what today's solemnity means, but as we do so, please remember the main point that the Blessed Virgin Mary is ours to rely on as much as Jesus himself did. The numbers of Catholics mushroomed in America during the 19th century. The waves of European immigrants to our shores transformed the United States from a group of colonies with a tiny percentage of Catholics into a continental nation, bustling with millions of Catholics among its more recent arrivals. Every country with a Catholic presence of some sort adopts a saint as a patron or patroness, largely because of the solemn definition of the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, which occurred in the mid-1800s. The American bishops decided to take Mary as patroness of the Church in the United States under that very title. Therefore, this feast day tends to stand out for us among the various celebrations of Mary's life. All the more necessary it is, then, to understand well what we celebrate today. Every one of us should feel confident enough to explain the Immaculate Conception of Mary to anyone who may ask us. First of all, the conception of Jesus in the womb of his mother Mary is a completely different feast day, celebrated exactly nine months before Christmas, on the 25th of March. So what we commemorate today is the beginning of the life of the Blessed Virgin Mary in the womb of her mother, St. Anne. The church marks September 8th, exactly nine months after today, as Mary's birthday. Why did we hear about Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis in today's first reading? Because the sin of disobedience of our first parents has tainted the souls of all their children and will continue to do so until the Lord comes again. The contracting of original sin is something we cannot ignore or deny. Neither can we prevent or undo this malady on our own. We need Jesus to free us from damnation and he needed to enter our human condition in a manner fitting for the Son of God. Here's where things can get a little confusing, so please stay with me. The opening prayer for today's Mass said that God preserved Mary from every stain by virtue of the death of his Son, which he foresaw. The merits of Christ's Paschal mystery, his suffering, death, and resurrection, reach outside of the boundaries of time. That is, every person who is saved, past, present, and future, is saved by the redemptive work of Jesus and no one else. Mary needed to be saved, too. What saved her were the foreseen merits of her son. Here's an analogy I like to use. Let's say that because of the sin of our first parents, every human being thereafter has to walk a path, and that path has a huge trench dug into it which causes all the wayfarers to stumble and fall. That's the effect of original sin. What God did in a singular gift of grace for Mary is to pave a detour bypassing the trench, a trail on which she alone walked, so as not to stumble, 
as all the rest. That way, Jesus could be born into the world and be removed from the taint of sin. However, to paraphrase St. Paul in one of his letters, He who did not know sin willingly became a sin offering, as well as the high priest making the offering by his crucifixion. Mary then was sinless as a vessel to give birth to the Christ child, and also sinless her whole life long, as the disciple par excellence. Consequently, with Mary there was no disease, physical disability, or aging. Christian art rightfully depicts the Blessed Mother in the youthfulness of the prime of her life, regardless of how many years she spent in this world prior to her assumption into heaven. Let's take a look at one more reference from today's reading from Genesis. In retaliation for the serpent's malice, God told him, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike at your head, while you strike at his heel. At this moment, Eve is being shown the door, so to speak, escorted out of the Garden of Eden. So who is this woman? And who can inflict that kind of damage upon Satan? There must be one who is to come who will free the human race from this curse, who with his mother will have the upper hand. The Church Fathers liked to call this verse from Genesis the Proto-Evangelium, meaning First Gospel. Pay attention to various images you see of Mary in art. Iconography often depicts the Blessed Mother standing on a snake, thus crushing the serpent's head, as once prophesied so long ago. The Holy Trinity insisted on giving us the very best of mothers in Mary, the Mother of Christ. Who is more deserving of our confidence and our intercession? May we never tire of asking Mary, conceived without sin, to pray for us who have recourse to her. Amen.